Welcome back for another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside Joe Serrera. It is a pushback week one of the playoffs, and... Uh, Joe, we're actually playing football on Friday. Yeah, uh, a few games, uh, two games down in the Charlotte area involving our teams uh, have already been moved because of rainy fields today. This is Thursday as we're recording this. Northwest and Charlotte Vance are going to be playing at West Mecklenburg, and Moorhead and Charlotte Catholic are going to be playing at Charlotte Olympic. Both of those games moved to artificial turf fields because it's still raining, but it's supposed to be pretty good weather tomorrow, although a little chilly by game time. Well, let's take a look at some of the home games uh, around the region first. Glenn visits Ragsdale. These two used to be conference rivals. Yeah, Piedmont Triad 4A until this uh, realignment two years ago. And even though they're not conference rivals anymore, they have already played this year, September 28th in Jamestown, where this game will be played. That was a 34-15 Ragsdale victory. Uh, until recently, you know, looking at this game, you would have thought, you know, this could be could be a tight game. But Glenn losing their quarterback, Jaden Sutton, to a knee injury uh, really is a blow to that team. He was he was the centerpiece, running, passing. I mean, he was doing everything for that team. Without him, it's going to be tough. Uh, they've got a young man who transferred in from, from uh, uh, New Bern, uh, who's going to be Malik Patrick, who's probably going to be playing quarterback for them this week against Ragsdale. He was able to move and transfer because of the storm, the hurricane over there, but uh, Ragsdale looks like a very, very strong favorite now, as good as they've been this year against a Glen team that's really hurting. Joe, you're going to be at the Dudley Lee County game. You've got a bit of a drive to get down there. Uh, it doesn't seem like uh, anybody's too confident about this ball game, really, uh, on either side when you talk to people around town. Yeah, uh, Dudley, you know, a 14 seed. I mean, that that that's that boggles the mind a little bit. Uh, the Panthers have struggled offensively this year. That, that's the bottom line. They, they haven't had a lot of big plays on offense. They've really struggled to move the ball through the air, going through multiple quarterbacks. Uh, that, that's been the big issue. Their defense is good enough, although they are really going to be tested against Lee County, an unbeaten Lee County team. They've got a junior running back, 5'10", 175-pound, A.J. Boulware who has gone over 2,000 yards rushing, scored 33 touchdowns during the regular season. He's a threat. They've also got a quarterback, uh, Colin Johnson, who's thrown for 1,500 yards, 19 TDs with only four interceptions. So uh, this is going to be a real test for Dudley, a real real challenge for them to go on the road and win. And they've done that in the past. Last year they went to Southeast Guilford in the first round and won. But it's going to be a real challenge. And unless things change at the quarterback position and offensively, uh, it's going to be tough for Dudley to come out of there with a win. Well, Joe, the next game we want to talk about is uh, a team that actually lost to Dudley in the 2016 state championship game at the 4A classification. Fayetteville Cape Fear is coming to town to take on Southeast Guilford. Yeah, down to 3AA after the realignment. This is not that, that same Cape Fear team. They're 7-4 and four this year. That was, that was a very good team that year. Their quarterback... Uh, who'd had a phenomenal year going into that game, Justice Galloway-Velasquez, had run for 26 touchdowns, thrown for 26, came in with a high ankle sprain, injured it early, and that Dudley team, Hendon Hooker with a long touchdown pass right off the bat to set the tone for that game, and the Panthers rolled. That that was a very strong Panthers team. Uh, Southeast Guilford, to me, is playing as well as anybody in our area right now. They've got an experienced senior quarterback, Ryan Douglas. A lot of teams going with sophomores and juniors at quarterback, and he gives them an edge. And they're just playing really good defense also right now, giving up just 8.5 points per game. I don't see them losing to Cape Fear, and if they win, we have a potential matchup in the next round with... 
Eastern Guilford. That's the next game we're going to talk about. The next game is Greenville J.H. J.H. Rose, excuse me, at Eastern Guilford. Uh, the Wildcats trying to find that luster that they had uh, when they made that state championship game run. Uh, right now, the team is solid, 9-2 and two on the season. Not sure if they're as good as that team that made it all the way to uh, BB&T Field. However, uh, you never know what can happen in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the two losses were, were uh, to Page and to Southeast in what was the mid-Piedmont 3A championship game. You know, both games, they give up 37 points. They don't don't want to give up 37 points again. That seems to be the bad number for them. But this Eastern Guilford team is good, but the team that got to BB&T Field was, was very experienced. One of the quarterbacks on that team, Dominique Graves, was just named the Offensive Rookie of the Year in the CIAA from Winston-Salem State. He was our Player of the Year last year. Uh, that team was very, very good. They still have a few guys left from that team. Nick Cheely, Justin Matthews, uh, Eric Walker on the line. They've got some guys left, but it's a younger team at some key spots. Kamel Smith, the quarterback, is only a sophomore. Their top running back, Hezekiah Newby, only a sophomore, although he played in the state playoffs last year. I still like Easter Guilford in this game. You know, Greenville Rose is going to come in with a good team. That That's a traditionally strong program, and they're not going to be anything... Uh, easy for the Wildcats, but uh, I think it's going to set up really nicely for a rematch of Southeast and Eastern next week at Southeast Guilford. Uh, and that would be a tremendous game, and uh, I can pretty much guarantee that that would be the game that you would be covering. You are correct, sir. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Uh, the next game that we want to discuss quickly, Northern Guilford visits Cleveland. Northern Guilford, 8-3 and three on the season. Yeah, one of the wins was the forfeit against Page in a game where they were they were totally outplayed in that game. But they have played good football. This is a good football team. Early in the season, they really struggled to throw the ball. They're not having any problems throwing the ball now. They're throwing, they're running, they've got balance. They've got some very good players on defense. Uh, a little bit of youth on that team, but they're experienced at quarterback, whether it's Tyler Flippin, who's been the guy lately, or Jacob Leonard, who, who's played some and also has become a factor as a receiver. These two teams, Northern Guilford and Cleveland, score points. Cleveland averaging 42.4 coming in, Northern averaging 31. Uh, do not expect a, a uh, defensive struggle in this one. Both of these teams can put points on the board and are not great defensively, but whichever team gets a few stops is probably going to win this one. Well, Joe, uh, a couple other games on the docket. We can go through them quickly, but one that I want to go ahead and talk about, Southwest Guilford at South Iredell. Southwest Guilford on the road. However, both you and I picked them to win. Yeah, um, they've got a good enough defense to beat most of the teams that they play. And in the playoffs, defense is even more important. That's one thing that, that travels, that, that is resistant to weather and everything else. And they've got that defense. They've kind of been moving away from Devin Flowers at quarterback and going with the junior Jalen Rogers more. He's played pretty well. They're good enough to beat the South Iredell team. I don't think there's any doubt about it. If they win, they're probably going to get a trip to Matthews Weddington, who's very, very good, one of the better teams in the state, the team that beat Eastern Guilford a couple years ago in the 3AA championship game. But this is this is a spot I could see Southwest winning on the road. You know, uh, that Weddington team, I remember back to when uh, Brian Thomas, the head coach at Northern Guilford, was there. That, that was the year that Weddington made the trip up for the playoffs that seemed to be their turning point in their program yeah yeah definitely they you know they're they're a relatively new school kind of like northern kind of like a few of the other schools around 
and Mallard Creek down near Charlotte, another school that came online around a similar time. And it's one of those things where when you're starting out, you need that one game or, or a couple of games where you go on the road and you prove yourself. And that was definitely a case for, for Weddington. Uh, the last game that we should touch on, Joe, is uh, one that we, we have to because it's the playoffs. And you never know what Coach Bates is going to have up his sleeve in the playoffs. Northeast Guilford at Fayetteville, Terry Sanford. Uh, his teams always seem to get picked against in the playoffs. Uh, everybody always thinks that they are out and down for the count, and yet he pulls off these victories, and everybody just shakes their head and is like, how'd they do that? Yeah, and, and they're coming off of a, of a really disappointing for them loss uh, to close the regular season, 7-6 at Moorhead. When it got more headed into the playoffs, one of the places that, that Earl Bates had a great run back in 2015 with Moorhead getting to the third round. The next year, 2016, he was at Southern Guilford, got to the third round. Both of those years, the team that knocked his team out in the third round was Rocky Mount. Now, if Northeast Guilford goes to uh, Terry Sanford and wins Friday night, guess where they're probably going to play in the second round? Rocky Mount. It's just weird how this stuff works out, but uh, we ha- I have a little feature coming, five things to watch for in the playoffs that will be online uh, Thursday afternoon and in print on Friday. And I that was one of my sleeper teams to watch for is Northeast Guilford just because Earl Bates is that good a coach. And he's got some talent at Northeast. They, they, they've kind of underachieved maybe a little bit this year, but they're a good football team and they could do this. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. Make sure you go ahead and follow along on Twitter, at JoeSerreraNR and at Turkin35. And visit HSExtra.com for updated playoff brackets after the game and for game stories and follow-up scoreboards from around the state as we catch you up on all the action in the NCHSAA playoffs. For Joe Serrera, I'm Spencer Turkin. We'll talk to you next week.